listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Good evening, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt, and joining me tonight, as always, are Jake and Joe from across the country. Joe, how's it going this evening? It's going good. Um, Matt, I am giving up the, the my favorite show of all time. The MTV Music Video Awards, or is it Movie Awards? I'm not even sure. I'm giving up one of those two um, in order to do the podcast with you. I just with me, not with Jake. Yeah, no, for Jake, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I'm flattered, um, Jake. I really do hope that you're not, you know, sacrificing so much. Oh, I'm sorry. I was watching the MTV uh, Movie Awards. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I didn't know they even still did those. Uh, I think the last time I watched MTV, it was Rock and Jock Basketball. I, I honestly did not know that MTV was still on the air. I don't know. I, I didn't know either. What do you? What do you? What do you wet in the whistle with down there, Jake? Uh, I am. I'm going to try to do a little Joe M for you. Hang on. Let me see if I can. What? Uh oh. Oh. Mm, sounds good. How many Joe? Open? Is that a double? <laughs> <laughs> See when you're when you're old and you have like arthritis because you're like ninety, you drop things. So I basically almost dropped that thing in my lap. But I am drinking um, again from Florida because I like the Florida stuff. Um, Three daughters. It is a Bimini Twist IPA, um, and it actually tells you right on the side it has a um, what is that IBU of eighty two, which isn't bad. And quite it's, bitter. Tastes um, very very nice. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, that's out of Saint Petersburg, Florida, not Saint Petersburg, Russia. Not Russia. Okay. Any confusion? Yes. What about you, Joe? Um, I went with a wine tonight. Um, Arteza. It's a Chardonnay from 2011 from the Southern Napa Valley, and I'm thinking I'm going to kind of drink this during the podcast. And wow, he's go. got that wine glass mic'd up. <laughs> I put a second mic on the wine glass. <laughs> My goodness. Um, it's also it's also has its own Periscope channel, too. But, uh, Matt, what are you drinking? I just joined the fray. Um, it was the only cold beer I had in my fridge, and it's a uh, fresh hop ale from about eight months ago, so it's not all that fresh. Mm. Um, but it's a – I think I've had it before, Fremont Koichi Canyon fresh hop ale. It's uh, Koichi Canyon is an area where um, – in Washington State where you can get hops. And so these are actually sourced right from there. It's named after the hop region. It's let's see. I mean, it's still good, but but it's it's certainly not as sharp as uh, as it would be when it were when it were fresh. So enjoyable, and uh, you know, the only cold beer in the fridge, so my options were limited. Looks Baker's pretty good. Choosers. I like green cans. Green cans just taste better for some reason. And it's forest green, also. It's not uh, for neon. Those listening at home, right? Right. It's not rave green. Gotcha. Or Shecky Green. Shecky Green. <laughs> well, we have uh, quite a bit to talk about here. And, and again, true to form, just two days ago, we were lamenting, you know, what the hell are we going to waste some time about this coming Sunday? But <laughs> Dave Matthews Band and their marketing team swoops in to rescue us once again. Uh, the hashtag DMB2 sets has been retired. Wow. Crazy. Hard to believe. Mm, I'll is. tell you what. Long, caught long me by surprise. Uh, two sets yes yeah so apparently this i mean you don't know if the right hand's talking to the left sometimes with with marketing when it comes to uh concerts and tours things like that but the tickets that have been printed for the shows already have said 
7 p.m. show start. That might have been so back in the days of DMB2 sets, but now we're DMB1 set. So what's the deal here? Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, were people talk not talking to each other? Was any was anybody discussing what was going on? Or, you know, either they weren't talking or, no, they were talking and something has changed late in the game. Um, you know, and where now it's like, you know what, something's, something's stirring or something's brewing. And now they kind of are like, you know what, let's go with, let's go with one, uh, one set now. And maybe we can do what we're trying, playing around with. We can do that as one set. So I don't know. Do you guys think it was people weren't talking or do you think some, a change in plans? Um, I have it on pretty good authority that the same guy who writes the set lists does not actually print the tickets. So I think and, that, and doesn't talk to the guy that prints tickets. You're saying? Um, well, I mean, I don't even know if they would have asked him. I mean, maybe they just like you said, they just presumed that it was going to be two sets again, or they just presumed that it would be the usual seven o'clock starting time uh, with like an opening act. Uh, regardless, basically, it goes back to the, the 2013 form. Uh, sort of, I think. I think there's a little caveat in there by saying that the shows start at eight o'clock. Uh, people are thinking they're going to get maybe uh, as much music as they got from the two sets. Um, I don't know. Matt, do you think that that's going to be the case? Do you think it's going to continue to be maybe an extra couple songs from what it used to be back in the, the pre two sets days? Well, the shows have gotten longer since the two sets have been introduced. Is that right, Joe? They have, yes, uh, both in time and in the number of songs, um, at least compared to 2013, they have. And and I I guess if you're not going to do an opener, which they said we're still not having an opener, uh, I feel like the band needs to play as long or in the ballpark of the the length they were getting with the two sets. I think so. I would would think that too, but I don't know. I mean, I know, you know, we all debated when when two sets came out first year. We were all upset about it, and then n- next thing you know, it's another year of two sets. And you know what? Oh, you know, kind of like the two sets. It's kind of working. And then I think you know after it wrapped and earlier this year, we talked about hey, you know, what do we think about two sets being back? And I think you know we're kind of like you know what? It's got some downsides, but we're kind of liking it. And of course, because uh, you know we're kind of coming around to it, we're switched back to the one set. The one thing that you know I remember mentioning that was a kind of a downside related to the two sets is it really restricted the freedom of the sets to change as much. The acoustic set was really didn't have a lot to play with. It was certain you know small set, small set, and kind of had a certain flow to it, and you couldn't really move a lot of songs around. So that's what I'm excited about is going back to the one set um, where you know the set can that middle of the set can completely be different between shows that's what i'm excited about well yeah i think that it 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 could go back to that but i don't know if you're necessarily going to see the length of the show be what it was for two sets um you know the the band sort of has a 20 to 40 minute curve in in their time estimates anyway so just because the tickets is now it doesn't say but now they're saying this is going to start at eight o'clock you know, if if they hit the stage by eight oh five, I would consider that to be a minor miracle. Yeah, I so, agree with that. You know, if they take the stage at from eight twenty to eight forty, and let's be honest, it's probably gonna be closer to eight forty. Um, it's not gonna be markedly different from what it was back in the day. That's Which just I, what I'm thinking. Right. I and I agree. I think it's it's not gonna be markedly different either. Um 
you know, I think it's, we'll probably get the same, you know, you get about roughly 20 songs or so, 19, 20 songs, um, still be in that, you know, still be in that two hour plus range of music. Um, you know, I think looking at two step, uh, two sets, it was about, you get an extra 10 minutes, maybe, you know, 15 minutes extra, you get an extra three songs is how the math works out related to two sets. So, um, I, I think, um, you still get pretty similar. You might not. It won't even. You might probably even feel the difference. Or I think it means Jimmy thing could be fifteen minutes longer now. Yeah, <laughs> just make up you know, for it. You know, in all honesty, the the bad thing about this is that I still contend that the best acoustic song that the band does is Jimmy Thing, and they never played it. They never played it in the acoustic set, and well, to me, that still it still bugs me that it never happened. Who said acoustics out? No one said acoustics out. We just said one set, and there's no reason that they, they can't start Dave solo, Dave and Tim, band acoustic, band electric, just one song after the other. It doesn't have, just, that doesn't mean it's broken oh, up into two sets. Do you think they'll have sets. a half first set where they'll do three or four songs, kind of like um, what Dave and Friends did? Right. Yeah, that Dave and Friends, I would consider two sets, right? Because didn't they take a break between? Uh, no, I don't believe so, though. They played three or four, and then the rest of the band came out. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay, they I mean, didn't take a break. Just, right. No, not really. In fact, some of them, uh, some of them kind of medleyed into Dodo. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So it, it happened. Oh, there we go. Free Dodo. First Dodo <laughs> reference of the day. That was all the long. all the hearts on Periscope started going crazy once you referenced that. <laughs> <laughs> that was completely unintentional. Free Dodo reference. That might be the first Free Dodo reference in the first segment this year. Wow. Oh, that was well, exciting. This um. This two, uh, the two sets is it two sets and no op is no opener or because uh, the, the stipulation was that did not include the gorge in that announcement. There will be openers at the gorge, or there will be two sets, or there will be both. I think it's going to be openers because because the gorge is kind of turned into uh, a mini caravan of sorts. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and Joe, you might know the name of the band. It's it's the um, one that we talked about. Lake a Street weeks ago. Dive. Lake Street yeah. Dive. Which, by the way, I didn't really know about them before. You know, they were sitting there announced. Since then, I've had people actually tell me, "Oh, they're really good," and I put them on Spotify. It's really, really good. I think they're. I think they're really good. They, they Check them out a, if you haven't. They have a crazy cover of um, "I Want You Back" by the Jackson Five. That is. Just crazy. See if you can find that. It's very unique take on the song. It's really good. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so they'll they'll still be playing. Um, and, you know, just get early. You get to see um see them open at the at the um at the gorge. But I guess a one set without an opening band. When's the last time that that happened? Like for a, for an actual tour, not like hey, you know what they played. Um, they played the Super Bowl show this in you know this year, and they didn't have an opener. I'm not talking about that, but like for a a headline tour, not have an opening band. Can I say never? It's crazy. I mean, uh, well, it, it's got it's had to happen in like you know Bruce it, Bruce Springsteen didn't have an opener. No, I'm talking about DMB. Oh, DMB, I'm right. DMB. I, I'm, I'm saying, um, when's the last time that happened with DMB? Like, clearly it happened back in what, 93? No. no, 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 sir, no, sir. They There were opening bands back, even some shows in 92. And then, of course, DMB opened for some bands in, in 1992. Um, they had opening bands in, in 1996, was the first um, big amphitheater tour. They had opening bands for that. In 1995, they did a, a dual headliner act with Big Head Todd um, until it 
reverted to Big Head Todd being the opener for the entire tour as Dave Matthews Band grew uh, exponentially as the tour kept going. In 1994, that was still a small venue uh, tour, even throughout the summer, all the small colleges. I mean, they played Tuscaloosa uh, in, in July of 1994, and Edwin McCain opened. Hmm. So, you know, they've, they've had an opening act forever. That's so, crazy. So why no openers then? Yeah, why why no openers? Is it is it because it's too late and they, they you know they made the decision late and now now it's yeah that, too hard it, to it goes to the communication. It, it was there a communication breakdown? Was there? There's no reason you can't find somebody that would love to open up for Dave Matthews Band, right? I mean, I would I if, would imagine that process is well defined and. Uh, you know, and, and and timing based, and they're just simply past it, and they're not. I would say it's not worth it to them to scramble and try to get something squeezed in. Absolutely, <laughs> it's got to be the most complicated thing on the face of the earth to actually work out logistically. I, I can't imagine really? that. Oh yeah, it's up to the band. It's up to the opener to figure that all out. You you we we give you a cut, and you make sure you're there and on time, and you do your part. I mean, and let's be honest, it's not because the shows are sold out. Um, that they don't have to worry about it. There's still tickets for sale. Maybe an opener would help them sell out some of these shows. Listen to Knuckles Malaszewski there breaking balls on people. Listen, you're going <laughs> to open for Dave Matthews Band. You're going to show up. I would have. I would happily do it. Hey, I would. I will happily do it. I would happily. We know you're not a fan of singing, Joe. Come on. I, who said there was going to be any singing? I can do instrumental. Oh yeah, the skin God. flute. <laughs> <laughs> drink to that sorry 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 so um so okay so that's that's moving on from dmb1 set i mean i guess i guess maybe we'll see some more detail but i would assume that we'll probably go in slightly blind just like we did when two sets started not really knowing exactly what to expect but we have a general idea that there won't be a set change in a small intermission uh, well this this time around yeah let me uh as i normally do to close out one of these segments go on the record um do you, uh, Matt and Jake? Do you guys think that this is a uh, this is going to be a good thing, or uh, are you guys excited about this or not, Matt? Mm, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Yeah. Um. Actually, I would I would lean towards glad to see this. They're Jake? they're going traditional for their for their 25th anniversary before the year off. Uh, maybe they'll go big. You know, go hard. Yep. Jake, thoughts? Uh, I, I'm kind of indifferent too, unfortunately, to the point where. It really doesn't affect me one way or the other, to to be honest with you. One set or two set didn't really – that wasn't going to be a selling point to me either way. And um, I'm, I'm a little bit for it. I, I think I'm excited, like I said, change a set list to just only DMB, 25th anniversary. Let's let's make this go big. Hopefully that gives them a little extra flexibility to um, to make it awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. Well, we have a lot of users on Periscope asking us about um, what actually is our next topic to talk about. Uh, little little disclaimer right here. We're going to do our best to talk about uh, this topic. Not really too much. We'll try not to talk with it with a political bent. It is a political issue. Uh, so we'll do our best just to remain as objective as possible and just kind of state the facts of the matter and what we're hearing. But um, there's rumors going around right now that the band is actually uh, canceling the Charlotte show on 27th of May um, due to the recent law signed in into the recent bill signed into law. Um, J- Jake, what, what's this bill? Uh, you, you had this explanation down pretty good. So exactly what does this bill say? Oh boy. Now there's pressure. Yep. Um, <laughs> essentially 
it's it's a it's a bathroom law that basically says if you are born of a certain sex, you should use that facilities when you go to the bathroom. Um, it's seen um, in, in some eyes as being um, anti transgender or even anti uh, lesbian or gay or, or or something like that. It seems to be that that has been the the crux of the complaint against it. Um, and as most of you already know, Bruce Springsteen canceled the show in North Carolina as a protest to this law. Um, and it seems to be a hot topic uh, among um, those that lean a little bit further to the left. So, and the ban leans a little bit further to the left. So suddenly out of nowhere shows miss started becoming missing from uh, public listings. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can no longer, I I've had all the, um, the ticket, um, you know, links, uh, you know, archived. I did the, uh, the ticket sales piece last week. And if you go to the link for um, Charlotte, it, it's page not found anymore. You can't get to the actual page to purchase tickets. Um, only thing that's up is you can buy, VIP parking or a VIP speed pass, which I think is just a um, is just a an error that those haven't been pulled down yet. Um, the show wasn't sold out um, as of a few days ago. There were still lawn tickets available. There are actually a few single single reserve tickets, but mainly it was just lawn left. So um, show has been pulled. And I, you know, I would say I don't think it too much of a rumor yet. It hasn't been officially announced, but sure, sure seems like um, something's in the works, and they're probably working through refund details and all that kind of stuff so they can announce them at the same time. And you know, obviously Bruce Springsteen just did this, as you mentioned, and Bruce and Dave are obviously have done concerts together, Vote for Change and such, um, and. I wouldn't be surprised by the littlest if when Bruce decided he was going to do this, he probably made a few phone calls to some of his some of his compadres that, um, you know, had concerts coming up there, too, and didn't want to be left alone. And, um, you know, was, would probably try to encourage maybe some others or just let others know and, you know, give them a heads up to start their planning, too. So quite uh, quite interesting. We'll have to wait and see what gets announced, I guess. Um, are you guys surprised by the move at all? If it happens, um, I'm I'm not surprised. Um, uh, it's kind of that drive-by outrage, outrage culture, it, it, and a lot of times you see a lot of bands and artists kind of jump on that bandwagon for the short term, maybe for a little bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's what they believe, and they believe they are supporting whatever their views are by by canceling a show. Um, they're hurting the fans, I believe, if they do this. It, the 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 state doesn't how much money does the state you know make out of that the economy a little bit i suppose but um it's really i think it ends up hurting the fans the most um it should be said also noted again if you want to talk about the band's motives the band just played a show last year in abu dhabi in um uh united united arab united arab uae right exactly and it is illegal to be uh, homosexual in that country, and one of the punishments is uh, death for homosexuality. But the band saw fit to play there, so that's just take keep stuff like that in mind when you see a lot of these crusades and these causes. Um, it's not always what it seems at face value, and um, you know if if it was really a, a problem, you would think they'd be a little bit more consistent about boycotting places that have horrific laws against people and groups, general groups of people. So 
Um, I think it's much ado about nothing. I think the law, as it states, is not discriminatory. I think it's not meant to be, at least. Um, but, you know, a lot of times these artists like to look at it in a different way. The, the only the, the big problem I have, it's not a little problem. The big problem I have is, is kind of what Matt was saying is um, I prefer things to be a little more consistent, regardless of how you feel about Ed Bagley Jr. or, or even Martin Sheen or, or Daryl Hannah. They're pretty consistent with their views. They're they're all in about the things that they are passionate about. You know, Ed Begley Jr. probably hasn't had a light bulb in his house in 50 years because he's so anti-global warming and everything like that. So I you know, I, I can I can dig that. I get that. That's cool. It's the shots along the line that look really nice in headlines, mm-hmm. but then you you don't realize, like Matt mentioned, that you're playing in UAE where, you know, they're literally murdering people for being homosexual. It's, but it's, but the band not playing UAE probably isn't going to cause any more attention to it, isn't going to cause an, any – it's not – you can't make any kind of political statement by not playing UAE, really. Is that what it I is, though? I mean, if, if that's all if – it, if it's all just political statements, then hell, then they're doing the right thing. I mean, if, if you have a conscience and you're doing something because you believe in it, then you think you do things you don't you, you do for a reason. Right. Right. You, you yeah. know, that's 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 the difference. And that's you know, that's people can do whatever they want. People. Everybody's human. The band's human. We all are. We all make decisions that are not consistent. I get that. <laughs> Trust me, I get that. I'm I'm the king of it. But it's just little things like that just kind of just make me turn my head a little sideways like a dog trying to understand the motivations. That's all. It'd be, it'd be interesting to, to hear from the North Carolina fans that have tickets to the show, you know, how they feel about it. Um, you know, I would, I would think most would be disappointed, right? That, uh, that it's oh, I would, that I would hope so. And, and, and that's the other problem with, with a band like Dave Matthews band is that people plan out shows, they travel to shows. Charlotte's a pretty easy drive for a lot of people in the South. It's not, I mean, it's only eight hours for me in Orlando. I mean, it's not that far to go up to, or to Charlotte, even for me. So it's not out of the question for people to say, Hey, you know what the hell I'll go to show. I got nothing else to do. Take the day off the next day. So it's a, it's a tough spot for that. I I feel, I feel bad for any of the fans. Um, But at the same, at the same time, I mean, I understand if the band goes through with this. I understand it, and I do respect it. I, I do. I, I, I get what they're trying to say. But as Matt said, the, the drive-by outrage just sometimes bugs me a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's easy for everybody that is you know can make a comment that this isn't their hometown show. Um, you know, clearly this is affecting and a big decision going on within the state of North Carolina, and you know it's up to. Uh, uh, you know, all those residents to help uh, help one way or the other, you know, come to a resolution about it. And uh, it's easy for everybody that doesn't live there to chime in. Um, but, uh, if, you know, if it happens in your own home, home venue, maybe you'd feel differently. I don't know. I mean, you know, this has happened before with other artists, too, not not to keep going with this. But a few years ago, um, Stevie Wonder decided he wasn't going to play in Florida anymore because of the George Zimmerman case. So... You know, here I am in Florida, and I love Stevie. And here I'm thinking, all right, Stevie's not going to play, uh, you know, in downtown Orlando because these 12 people in the jury decided something. So 12 people have decided that now Stevie Wonder's not going to do anything about it. It's just, 
sometimes little things like that just make me shake my head. All right. So I'm eager to move on from this topic. I'm sure you guys are as well. Absolutely. Good. Okay. So I've already forgotten about it. Anyway, I really, uh, I, I hope, we all hope, I think, that that um, you know, we feel bad for the fans, really, if it does end up getting canceled, which it looks like it's headed that way. That's just a bummer for the people who, uh, you know, at the same time, maybe uh, allow the fans not to go if they want. But if the band's going to play and you've got plans and you maybe you only got one ticket request in through the warehouse that you got accepted and now this show gets canceled, especially with all the brouhaha over the warehouse, that's a, that's a major bummer. So, yeah. And it's so close to South Carolina. They could just go like, hey, just it's like four miles away. It's right there. <laughs> Stand right there. Well, so uh, before we get out of our uh, first segment and wrap it up, we've got uh, one more thing to talk about. Uh, over the week, what was it, on Friday, we went full blast with the um, Night Zero Party announcement for our, uh, our Charlottesville party down at Mono Loco. So, Joe, you did an awful lot of work, uh, legwork on this. So why don't you give us some of the scoop on this? Yep. So um, we've been teasing, letting out little pieces of information from uh, from the last few podcasts. We hadn't really posted it anywhere else, actually. Um, you know, we're waiting to kind of lock down a couple further details. Um, but yeah, we went live, crossed um, all our social media accounts, crossed the front page of Ants, and there's also a Facebook event created just going through a lot of the details people were asking about. So we are on for what we're calling our Night Zero Party. Um, and what is Night Zero? Um, for those that may never have heard Night Zero before, um, just in reference to, hey, if you got like a two-night weekend or even just a one-night, you say, hey, we're going to night one, we're going to night two. Well, Night Zero is the big party that happens usually before the first show. Everyone comes into town. You got the first night together. Um, you go crazy, and then you go to night one, then you go to night two. So um, we're throwing the Night Zero party not only for Seville, for uh, band's hometown show, but we're also throwing the Night Zero party of the tour. And it's going to be great. We we're trying to top our 2009 um, party. We're going to have um, unreleased DMV music playing, giveaways, some swag, some and stuff also to add to that. Um, we're going to have Chicka Pig. We're going to have some local beers like Star Hill, margarita specials because Mono Loco's got great margaritas. They also have good food and um, South Fork food, food truck. Yes, great food. And uh, South Fork food truck will be there late night serving till 2.33 in the morning. Um, and more stuff to come too. That's just uh, that's just the start of it. Uh, I know we've talked about this before, but somebody on Periscope just said, what the heck is Chickapig? <laughs> it is a legit that is a good question because Chicka I love Pig how you is, say it by the way. I love how you pronounce it. I don't know why. I can what do I say? To say Chicka Pig. I, you don't say it weird at all. I just like how you pronounce it. Oh geez, now I'm gonna be say really conscious. I'm gonna be really conscious about it. No, I say can't it. think of, I'm gonna I'll say it in passing because I can't find thinking about it. I won't be able to do it. But um yeah, it's completely understandable that people don't know what Chicka Pig is. It is oh, um, that felt so good. <laughs> well, it, it, I don't know what you're talking about. Um uh because it is a game that is just beginning to, to blow up. It's become very, very popular in the Charlottesville area. Um, and uh, it's played at the bars there. And um, it's not just a bar game. It's actually, that's just where they, people end up playing it. Um, but it's kind of silly, kind of funny. Um, you know, got to let, you got to um, let your, um, your um, I can't know, they, they call them like uh, calves out or your pigs. You got to get them out of the pen. You got, there's a, there's a, uh, a cow that's pooping around. You got to move hay bales. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um, it, it's pretty. It's pretty wacky. Um, and if you haven't, if you guys 
Or you have a question? Could, yeah. Um, could you be a little less specific about this? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Are there, never... are there are there actual cows and pigs involved in this game? There are. There are both cows and pigs. Um, and uh, you know, is, I have actually sanitary. I actually haven't played it myself. Um, it's a hot commodity. The game's actually in um, what do you call it? Um, you know, pre-release or like beta or like. Uh, uh, I don't know what the right word you want to use is, but it, before it's mainstream, right? And um, um, if you guys may know, Brian Calhoun, I think that's how you say his last name. Am I saying that right? Any guys, either of you guys know if I'm saying I would, that right? I would wager that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I think Brian Calhoun. Um, you may know him from um, the DMB Slap video or the Dave Slap video. Um, if you haven't seen the Dave Slap video with Brian, just type in... Dave Bryan slap video into YouTube and um, it's hilarious. Um, hopefully other things don't come up with that. Um, and uh, he, but yeah, he, he helped create the game and um, he's going to be there teaching people how to play. He's also makes um, Rockbridge guitars, which are the guitars that Dave uses. Um, he makes those um, in a shop in Charlottesville. So um, yeah, um, it's just a new kind of game that's been blowing up, and it's kind of the, all the rage. So uh, we're gonna have Chicken Pig there, and we're gonna have these giant boards um, that everybody can uh, kind of see how to how, what's going on, that's, how to play. That's gonna be awesome. But you mentioned Rockbridge as well. We've got something to to announce about that. Yeah, well, we you know we're still pulling together the details, but what we can announce about Rockbridge is if you are a musician. And uh, specifically, if you like to play guitar, um, you may like to, you may know or you may like to know that Rockbridge Guitars is the maker of Dave's a lot of Dave's guitars, not all of them. Um, and uh, their shop is in Charlottesville. Well, we will be having a special um, private tour of the factory that Dave's guitars are made in um, with Brian um, for um, a select few people. Um, and we there'll be more to come on this um, for your chance to be able to participate in that. So watch the site. But a great little opportunity to check out the shop and get some hands-on with some of the guitars um, that Dave uses. Now that is really cool. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely spending a lot of time. Um, who knew party planning was so much work? I just thought, hey, we're going to throw a party. It's going to be well, awesome. We could. We, it could be that easy. But you know, we just it can't make it that simple. There's going to be there's so much more that goes to it because we want it to be the best, and uh, could easily just be hey, just meet here and that's it. But um, we want it to be better. We have a lot we more coming too. That's correct. Yep. We have a lot more coming too. So yes. all I'd say is, I mean, um, already turning into a great event. If you haven't seen it, check out Ant's front page. Um, that'll have all the links to help you get to places. Um, we have a Facebook event. Please join that already. We got 174 people that are marked as going, another 197 that I said they're interested, and then another 145 that people have um, invited. So already, I don't know what that, that adds up to, but I'm um, looking to be a great time, and um, we'll hopefully announce some more stuff here in the future about it. So yes. check out RSVP for yes. on the page if you haven't already. If you have not RSVP, definitely do so. And if you know anybody or any of your friends or fans that uh, might want to go as well, feel free to go ahead and invite them through uh, through Facebook as well. The more the merrier. Absolutely. And you can, still, you can still come if you don't RSVP, but just please do. It just kind of gives us a good head count of what we're getting into. You don't have to be an ANTS member. Your friends don't have to be an ANTS member. All are welcome. But yeah, I just want to help... Uh, I'll get some planning. Make sure we have the right number of porta potties. You know that's important stuff. <laughs> and everybody's allowed to use the porta potty, no matter what orientation that's, or whatever. By the way, 
For oh my god! For the record. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> play some tunes, and we will be right back. podcast segment and mine Joanne's DMB Vote Song Series Woo! I love it I love it my absolutely my favorite Ants podcast segment Joe uh, you, you, you still sound great in that you still your voice is so good in there maybe he was imitating me or whatever but that that's not me <laughs> not me. sounds so much like you Trust I, me, I wish I, I wish I could take credit for that Oh, your voice is that good, and I'm not trying to hit on you or anything. <laughs> That's very uh, sweet of you. No homo, yeah, or whatever. Um, uh, all the, all the uh, periscopers are giving the clapping sound during the clapping, which I thought was great. I'm glad to hear the studio audience still enjoys the, this this segment because uh, I thought they would get sick of the bumper. Oh, we're going to push that till the wheels fall off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all the way, all the way. So, yes, it is time for Joe M's DMB Vote Song Series. Now, sometimes Joe writes the summaries for these podcast episodes so I can update the uh, the podcast XML, the RSS feed. And he always, he'll talk oh, about no. DMV Vote. <laughs> he'll talk about DMV Vote, but it's always corrected, by the way, in post-prod to Joe M's DMB Vote Song Series. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. I had sent Matt the write-up for it, and he uh, posted it, and then a couple of days later I saw that he had changed it. Uh, would you guys remember what last week's song was? How could we forget? What was what it? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did it. I did it. Yeah, that's correct. I did it. We had um, four songs to choose from for "I Did It," and um, it was a close. It was a close um, result between two of them. I guess uh, Matt, do you have any uh, thoughts on "I Did It"? Uh, maybe in general, or uh, between the live ones. So I'll be honest with you. Over the course of the week, because of "I Did It." Uh, and having to listen to live versions of it to include on the podcast for our, our intermission music, um, I gave every day as a whole the album kind of another shot in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sunnier out. It's war. It's been warm in Seattle uh, the last week. It's kind of a summertime, you know, upbeat album. And there are parts of it that I don't hate. Mm. Uh, yeah, and and I did it is um, is, is is not one of those parts. Uh, it's, you know, it's such a thumb in the eye to the fan base at the time, too. It's it's purposefully mocking people who just can't believe that they did it, so to speak. Uh, that's pretty clear. Um, yeah, these two, I, 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 I protest on, on this, uh, 
on this DMV vote, Joe M's DMV vote song series. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll pick a different one, Jake. Did you have any opinion? I think we might have lost to Jake, man. Yeah, I was afraid of that. That's why I was. I figured we might as well figure that out now. Yeah, that's okay. We'll uh, we'll bring him back in. All is well. Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll give it a shot here. Um, and so, uh, did you have any thoughts? Are you uh are you a fan of I Did It? Um, a fan of I Did It? Ugh. Let's say I got I Did It. I believe it was in, in when they brought it back for uh, Indie Night Two. No, no, night one. Uh, Indianapolis or Deer Creek night one, I believe it was this past year. And um, uh, I, I mean, it was great because it was a new song that they you don't get in the rotation very much. If I had to listen to I Did It um, every time, you know, frequently, then, you know, I'd be a little bit disappointed. That's not necessarily the song that I want to hear on a constant basis when I go to a, uh, multiple DMB shows. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, wasn't the biggest fan, um, though I would agree when I listened to these, you know, these these four that we had, um, you know, it kind of brought back good memories that uh, of some times of of singing it and singing it loud and um, at the release and, and whatnot. So um, it, I think it's good in the right in moderation. Well, you just can't have too much of it. It reminded I remember the first time I heard the song and just the sheer shock of I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It definitely, I mean, if they wanted to shock the fan base, they did it. They did it. <laughs> they did it. A um, couple comments that we got from people that voted, and thank you guys all that have voted. Um, it was um, it was a tight vote. It's actually um, down to just three votes. But um, Wow. Um, yeah, Luke McHayen, Mc, excuse me, McMahon, excuse McMahon. me? Uh, McMahon. Excuse wow. Me, McMahon? Yeah. <laughs> is it is that Luke or is it Luke? Is it Luke? 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 Calhoun, Joe. Okay. Um, Luke yeah, K says, um, <laughs> I wonder why they don't give Warehouse Mon members a radio promo CD with all the other promo stuff. Um, and, there, and the reason Luke is saying that is because two of the four. Um, where promo everyday promos for one for Australia and one for England, and that's not actually a bad idea. Um, I don't see why don't, why they don't do that. I mean, their stuff probably clearly, no, what? probably because they can't. You think that they're that that when they gave those you know places the the uniqueness, they can't just they can't release it now. Oh, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of tie-in when it when it comes to to radio releases and such to where there's certain rights and such like that. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if, mm. if they didn't have any rights at all to those songs. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing, but I, I know that there's some, there's some things like that that had tie-ins even back when I was in, in Bristol at ESPN, there was music that came in exclusively versions that ESPN could use that kind of, they owned quote unquote. And they were, because they were related to ESPN or just that's what they signed and got, they got exclusive rights to that one performance. Correct. Signing and getting exclusive rights. But would would you know an everyday bonus disc in Australia is an, who's getting the exclusive rights for that? Right, it's a Soldier Field performance. You know. Um, oh, I you know, I understand what you're saying. I just I you know, music business is weird. You yeah. Know, break, breaking news. Well, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was something like that to where they literally couldn't. Speaking of these box sets, has the band ever done more promotion than around the everyday release cycle? I don't think it's even close. 
I mean, Dave did. Dave was doing three radio shows a day in the early yeah. year, in the early months of that year. I, I would have to agree with you. I, the only thing that even came close to that was um, was before these crowded streets, where they did a lot of uh, radio spots, but it certainly wasn't as consistent as everything for every day. There was definitely a blitz on there. Um, one other comment that we got, um, and uh, thank you, JW, because JW started his comment with how to pronounce his name uh, in parentheses. <laughs> JW Bechtol, I think. Uh, the fact that you still hesitated. <laughs> He's got Tremendous. it phonetically spelled. <laughs> you mispronounced uh, the phonetic pronunciation. <laughs> JW um, said... Um, I wondered when something like this would happen, talking about uh, I Did It, finally hating, making the uh, song series. Um, I actually like the acoustic version the best, but the gorge, in my opinion, is the more characteristic version of the song. The best of the rest, um, if you will. So with that said, his vote was for A. Um, so yeah, so um, Jake, did you have any, um, any take on live versions of I Did It or any of the ones from this? Well, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to protest and not take a stance on this because i'm going to go with what i said last week that the versions with tim are the superior versions. so until there's a tim version i am going to abstain let's hope that that happens that worked i out. like it that worked out because jake when you were struggling when you were having the, the the tds over there the difficulties we um I, we decided that i had abstained as well so i'm glad for you to come in and you know, uh, agree on something for once. I like it. It's the first time for everything. Exactly. I'm putting a star <laughs> on my calendar. Well, so this week's winner of the Ants Marching Song Series is... Joe M's DMV Vote Song Series winner is... <laughs> I knew you'd work that in there. It is live at Folsom Field. Seven eleven oh one was the uh, topic, which is, uh, you know... Honestly, is right in the prime of probably that song being played. So, probably makes sense that the band was pretty much into it. Yeah, not so, much. Yeah. Not much fanfare. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised yeah. it was close. Yeah, it was close. It was down to three votes between uh, Folsom Field and the Gorge Box Set was the uh, second runner-up. So, a lot of votes for Gorge Box Set, uh, which is nine seven zero two. But um, live at Folsom snuck it out, which is uh, which is great. So, so Joe, yep. have you have you uh, gotten your ping pong ball machine uh, serviced since last week? Because it, I did. It, it was like the equivalent of putting like forty thousand miles in a year on a car. <laughs> it, I'm telling you right now, if there's more than three, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did have a talking with it. All right. I. I. We had a. We had a mono mono. Right. We. 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 We had to get down to down to real tax, and so I gave it some love. And um, this week it only returned one miss, Jake. Ah, what and... song that we'd never heard of now? <laughs> <laughs> so we pulled out a ping pong ball, and sure enough, it was in memory of Elizabeth Reed. Do either oh, you guys yes. know that song? Yes, do I ever? That was, right? a, that I... was a busted stuff B side, wasn't it? I know her as Lizzie. We were we were close. Memory of Lizzie Reed. Um, yeah, that's uh, no, never heard of it. So, in memory of Elizabeth Reed is actually a song that Carter and Roy sat in on during uh, an opening act. It was actually night two of SPAC in uh, 2003. So August 2803. It was um, Dickie Betts in the Great Southern. Guys wow. big fans of them. Yeah, so uh, Carter and Roy came out and played in on in memory of Elizabeth Reed. 
Unfortunately, that has not made more than one live release. It hasn't made any live releases, so it cannot participate in the Ants Marching song series. So that led us to pull out another ping pong ball. So I went in and grabbed another one. And this time, we got a good one, guys, at least in my opinion. Um, This week's song series for volume 13 is Get In Line. Oh. A little bit different from I Did It. I love Get In Line. Oh, we forgot the drum roll according to. No, I uh, I gave a little one. Okay, I didn't hear it. All right. (laughs) We can edit that in later. (laughs) Get In Line. Um that's, I mean, most people might, I'm not, not most people, a lot of people probably don't know Get In Line very I would much. say more people have heard Get In Line by way of Cigarette Lit than Get In Line itself. No, no, no. You're thinking of Hold Me Down. You're right. You're right. Yes. And I do confuse those just by name for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah, that's, um, that's okay. That's, oh, that's whoops, understandable. Abort that so, train. Let, let me just ask you guys first, how many times do you think Get In Line has been released live? I am going to guess. My initial thought was two, but you know what? I think it's actually three. They're all really, really close together because it was only played for a couple months. I'm going to say three. Matt? Yeah, three seems to be the consensus. Ugh, no stumping you guys this week. It is three. There are three wow. picks. To there are three and, picks. And to choose from. Let the record state that uh, Periscope was actually quite accurate with that as well. So Good I guess job, Periscope. Guess that wasn't that difficult. So the three versions, they're all DMB Live versions, which is awesome because with DMB Live, we wouldn't without it, we wouldn't hear these songs. So um, one is from ten fourteen ninety four from uh, Georgia Theater, Athens, Georgia. One Love is that 10, show. Yeah, that's the most recent release, I think, too. Right, they just came out in um, September, I believe. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you haven't checked that out, it's that's one of the newer DMB Lives. Uh, also ten twenty two ninety four, which is uh, the Blue Note. Um, in Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. There's no relation to the brown note, is it? No idea. No, those are different colors. You know what the brown note is, right, Jake? I don't know uh, what the brown we'll, note we'll is. We'll save that for another podcast. Oh, jeez. And the other one is 112694, um, which is um, Backstage Tavern and... Um, uh, in Seattle. Seattle, Ballard, uh, Washington. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, you know, believe it or not, you're going to get a, a vast difference between those three versions because uh, the song kind of appeared um, in, in late 94, and Dave really toyed around with the lyrics in just about every performance. So there's really going to be a big difference. So this is going to be a um, kind of an interesting vote to see which one people really think uh, of the three that have been released is the most uh, settled. Certainly I worth guess. it to listen to all of them. Yes. Oh, yes. Do you, do you have time for a quick uh, get in line story? Yeah. What do, what do you got? It's it's story time. Everyone's story. favorite. Way back uh, in a time when some of you weren't born, called 1994, the Dave Matthews Band rolled into Tuscaloosa, Alabama in July. So it was summertime when most of the kids were, were home for summer, um, and they played a show at the Ivory Tusk. Uh, I actually had already um, graduated from college, but I was working there in town because I'm very old. And a lot of my friends were still in school. And Dave came over to the campus radio station, and he did an, uh, an interview uh, with my old roommate, Sean, uh, that we actually have that interview on Ants. It's the Sean Carey Show interview. Um, that was his stage name back then. He actually uh, works in Mobile now. His name's Sean Sullivan. So Sean did the interview um, with Dave. 
my uh, Sean was my roommate. My other roommate was a guy named Brian, Brian Hart. Brian actually went over to the hotel, used to be the Sheraton, and picked up Dave, drove him over to the interview. Really? And after, yes. And after the interview got done, um, and by the way, um, Brian brought his copy, the only CD he owned by the band, which was the radio promo of remember of recently that very difficult to find one Whoa. he actually has that and he has it autographed by dave he still has it to this day autographed by him but he drove him over there to uh the, the performance the little interview at the radio station when they got done dave said to him uh do you know where the ivory tusk is of course i do hey would you mind driving me over there um I, I'm supposed to do sound check, and the band's already there. So Brian said, no problem. So he dropped them off, and Dave invited him in and said, hey, you know, come on in. You can watch this if you want. Hang out. Here's a ticket for the show tonight. So as they're sitting there watching it, Brian heard the entire sound check. So uh, a year later, when I was really deeply getting into Dave Matthews' band, we were talking about the sound check. And he was saying, oh, yeah, I remember they played um, – they messed around with say goodbye and they did say goodbye into Halloween. You could tell like they were working on the drumming on it, trying to figure out how to do it because that was a special request by Sean during the interview. Hmm. Uh, Dave was writing the set list and, and as he was writing the set list, um, Sean said, uh, I'm sorry, it was lying our graves into um, Halloween. Um, Sean asked him, could you play Halloween tonight? Dave said, sure, no problem. Just added it in right after lying our graves. And as they're doing the sound check, I said to uh, Brian later, I said, was there, did they do anything else? Did they do something? He's like, yeah, I think they did rhyme and reason, but it sounded different. Um, it was like they were kind of messing around with it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of neat. Lo and behold, about six years ago, a recorded version of that sound check appeared and recorded on that very sound check in July of 1994 is the very first recording of Get In Line. So it kind of gives you a feel of where the band was at the time working on new music. Here they are. The song wouldn't debut until October. But way back in July, even though they just got out of the studio, here they are working on new stuff. And they're working on Get In Line. And here my old roommate Brian sitting right there and heard the song for the first time oh. like ever probably. Oh. And I, of course, had no idea what it was. He just recognized it was kind of quick and upbeat, sort of like in the rhyme and reason field i would die for that to happen yeah in one, of the, like, in one of the recordings that we have here you know um dave actually starts it off by saying hey this is an this is a new one he's like well it's actually a couple months old but hey you call a car new after a couple months old so i'm calling the song <laughs> new after a couple months old so that's interesting yeah the song for those that didn't know a very short life you know it was only played during the 1994 fall tour um do you guys have any guess on how many times it was played Ooh. Pretty pretty few, but well maybe I'm, I gave you it. I'm gonna it say f I didn't hear you. If you did, I'm gonna say 15. Yeah, I would say a dozen to 20 times. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, so um, I think I counted. Uh, I, I pulled out from uh, from ants 26. We have a couple other recordings of teases and stuff like that, but only about 26 times, all in October, November, and December of '94. And then it was gone. And so thanks for the DMB live series. We get to hear this. Jake, I don't know if, if you have any more details, but you actually have this recorded on Ants as appearing actually on a four different album sessions, Under the Table and Dreaming, Crash, uh, Before These Crowded Streets, and Lily White sessions. Yeah, that was one of those um, things, you know, back in the day, we used to kind of get some, some pretty good information. And um, we were told pretty consistently that that song kept popping up in studio and they use it as a warm-up often and 
I've been told that even into 1998 and 1999, they were still messing around and sound check with it. So it's bizarre that it never really came back. And, and if you've never heard it, I mean, it's, it's actually a really good song. I mean, it's kind of all there. It's just one of those things that fell out of place. It's one of those that makes you go, what happened to this? I'm Jake. excited for this week. Yeah. What's that? Jake. Yes. Can we do a Jake story every week? <laughs> somebody somebody on Periscope commented, Matt, your next bumper, you need story time with Grandpa Jake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> story oh time with Grandpa Jake. Oh, no. Now I, I'm going to tell you how I invented the quarter. I'm, I'm already writing the script. Like, <laughs> grab a blanket and a warm glass of milk and curl up with Grandpa Jake's story time series. <laughs> that was back in 94. Of course, back then we couldn't say 90 because it was illegal. <laughs> So we call the diggity. What do you think about the script, Joe? Is that okay? You think that'll work? I think it'll be perfect. Now for a story time with Grandpa Jake. You're going to have to think of some music to play behind that, too. I need like a crackling fire going in the background. Oh, crackling oh, fire. Yes. No. Yes. I love it. Um, so our next bumper. Um, so, yeah. So please watch out for um, the social media postings Tuesday mornings. That's when they come out. And, um, and also on the front page of Ants. Please give us your vote, and if you have any comments, use the hashtag DMBVote, and we will use them uh, in the next podcast. There has been internal discussion about changing the hashtag to Joe M's DMB Vote, but it's but just it's not going to happen. The apostrophes really make things weird, so we're going to stick with DMB Vote. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so now we, we've got, again, a good slate. Thank you all very much of uh, listener questions. And if you want your question uh, to have a great chance of being read on the air, uh, you'll want to use the hashtag Ants Podcast. Not Ants Marching Podcast. Not Ants.org Podcast. Not hashtag Joe M, although we're trying. But hashtag Ants Podcast. You're so ridiculous. thank you all for that. So, Joe, you have a question? Um, sure. Um, first one I, uh, that came in and I caught eye of, of Brad uh, from Bikasachi says, Ants Marching, uh, do you have any recommendations for local food at some of the typical summer stops? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Ha- hashtag Ants Road Trip. Um, uh, Matt, can you give us any good ones out at the Gorge? Um, I mean, not necessarily the Gorge, but maybe Seattle. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Well, I mean, the Gorge is kind of. Does it count if the venue's four hours away from? I would say so because everyone's flying in. No one's flying into Gorge. Everyone's flying into Seattle. Can I give you one for Syracuse instead? Oh yes, you may. Cool. Oh, Pink. that's a good one. Yeah, Syracuse. Well, I... By the way, um, addition from last week's podcast just went onto the sold out list. Oh, okay. Ah, it, that doesn't that. surprise me. Upstate New York is about as as close to a you know, basically as close to a hometown for the band without being Charlottesville. Yeah, the and, band is massive. Brand new venue, and you know hasn't really had a show there recently. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that'll be a great show. So I used Looking to I used to work in Syracuse um, for a short time, and there is a place called the Brooklyn Pickle, and it is a it's a sandwich shop, um, and they make a fried bologna with long hots panini that is to die for. They, wonderful sandwiches and subs, things like that. But uh, definitely try the fried bologna sandwich at the Brooklyn Pickle in Syracuse, New York. That's like one. it? Like yep. it? Yep. Jake, you got one for um, from a I Florida a, show? I, actually, I got a great one. Uh, it's, it's this great place in Charlotte. It's um, – oh, oh. 
thought you were going to say Charlottesville there, and then you said Charlotte. I was like, oh, that's another one. I was going to say Charlottesville. It's a great place called Monoloco. There's a there's a Chick Fil A right on the exit right before. Um, it's on Oca- right before Okeechobee in in West Palm. That Chick Fil A just money right. Actually, it's on Okeechobee because if you get off at Okeechobee, coming down from the north on the turnpike. Just pop right there in the Chick-fil-A, and you just take a left and go out of there, straight down the road, left, and boom, you're in. That's a little back way. That's a little uh, inside baseball for you right there. There's also a Chick-fil-A right around the corner from um, JPJ. Yes, there is. Um, so like do, you have, do, you have a, do you have a non-Chick-fil-A recommendation? There's, um, there's a Huddle House in, um, in Atlanta that's awesome. I thought it was going to uh, say like Wawa or something. Not not yeah. Huddle House, a uh, Dwarf House rather, Dwarf House, which of course is is Chick Fil A now. Um, but you know the original <laughs> Dwarf House there in, is in of course Southern. So yeah, those are three places I could think of off the top of my head. Um, my 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 go to at the moment I would say is if you go to SPAC, you got to go. Is it Esperazos? Do you know this, Matt? Um, Esperazos. That's not ringing a bell to me. No, it's the home of the Doughboy. Yeah, you have to go to the home of the Doughboy. It's downtown um, Saratoga. Um, you got to get a Doughboy. They actually sell them in the back of the venue. At um, They have a little shop there, too. So if you're at the venue, you want to try it. But when you're there, I highly recommend a Doughboy. Ooh. All right, well, uh, Jake, do you have a question? I do from my, my good buddy, Larry Boa. Uh, Mark Getz, Boa34, uh, asks, at Ants Marching, is it weird to go to the grave of Leroy? or any famous person for that matter. Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Um, it's a really good question. It's, a, re- uh, it's a really good question. Th- this, is, this is a tough one. Um, very tough. And, and in full disclosure, I have been to Leroy's grave. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure both of you guys have been there too. I think we all went together, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I apologize. But um, I think that's up to the to the individual person to visit any grave for that matter. Um, I would point out that um, Leroy's grave is actually unmarked. Um, It's probably unmarked for a reason. So if you do decide on your own to go visit uh, Leroy's grave, I would just ask that you be respectful as you would be in any situation like that. I think that's all I got to say about it. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's weird. Um, cause you know, I've been to a number of famous musician graves. I think what, what you're getting on right there is, is what is the intent of the family? And clearly right. the, some, some graves have been set up to kind of, you know, pay tribute to the musician or, or to the person. Um, in this case, the, the family has made it pretty, pretty blatant. Uh, you know, I would say that they aren't looking for that. They, you know, left it unmarked and maybe it was actually at Leroy's asking. I'm not even sure. Um, you know, so I, I think at some point you have to kind of respect the intentions uh, of, uh, of the family or of the, of the deceased. So, um, you know, I think that's what you go by is the intentions, not necessarily if it's weird or not uh, yeah. of a famous person, because many famous people, there's plenty of um, burial sites you yeah. can go to. I don't I don't find it weird either. Um, what I do think is outside of flowers and, and probably that would be the absolute limit. Don't leave stuff on the grave. I would say that kind of that kind of stuff to your point, Joe, and about respecting the family's wishes, respecting respecting Leroy or any other um, famous person is just. I know that sometimes people go there and they and they turn into a shrine and they just put all kinds of kitsch there. 
uh, I would I would advise against that. If you want to pay your respects, that's there's nothing weird about that at all. Um, but then again, you're not a family member, so I think taking it much farther than that is is that would be a little weird. Yep. And if you do want to do something, um, there is actually a Leroy Memorial at um, the Bristow venue. Actually, inside the venue, once you walk in, pretty much immediately after the main gate, there is a tree. Um, and a Leroy plaque and, um, you know, a little memorial and some words to him there. Um, I would say there's no reason you can't, do, you know, use that, to, you know, memorial if you do want to, to do something in, the, in his honor. Am I, am I misremembering something in classic Andy Pettit style or is there not something at JPJ honoring mm-hmm. Leroy as well? I didn't, I don't remember that. That would be, I, I maybe I'm forgetting. I, I, I'm doubting myself now so i may be mistaken but i I thought there was something toward the front right as you're kind of looking at it if you guys can picture in your mind if you're standing right in front of it i thought there was something to the front right but i i I might be mistaken there are there are some little trees there some um there's some plants there i mean it's pretty open you know turns into a parking lot really fast right um and there's a road right there i don't know well um you may have stumped us on this one we'll have to uh get the answer here and Less than four weeks. <laughs> That's the best news. Well, okay, so Sizzle at This One's Public asks, Ants, why does the header for Twitter look so weird? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Uh, the original tweet actually had a, a screenshot of it. Um, Sizzle, uh, that header was made probably six years ago. Fill, fill me in because I don't know what the, what, what is it's happening. It's just cut off. It's it's basically the, the blue and, and rave green header that kind of shows like our feature set, things like that. Um, that was made when Twitter first introduced those the profile picture header feature, and since then they've resized their um, their dimensions or their guidelines for that image, and we just have not done it. So that's why it's cut off there. Uh, we'll get around to it. It's not exactly at the top of our list of priorities, but we need um, a graphics person. We do need a graphics person. If there's anybody out there, I got one who's willing to work really hard for absolutely no pay. <laughs> Um, Zero, maybe, yeah, no pay at all. Yeah, if you're eager about that, uh, please email us at podcast at antsmarching.org, and we would love to um, talk with you. Yes. And, and don't forget that we were really, really early in the Twitter game. We were really Su- early. Super early. What, well, oh, oh, 08, oh, 07? When did we get on there, Matty? Well, yeah, something so right after it came about, uh, one of my favorite brag points is we were almost – Twitter for Dave Matthews Band before there was Twitter. We had a feature called Ants Live where you could actually um, email or send a text with an image or text about that. to an email address at Ants. Yeah. And we would automatically scrape out that text, turn it around, and post it. So what you could do is when you're watching the live set from home, you pop up this window that shows you the live set list, and it would auto-refresh. And then to the side, it would refresh... Um, almost like a chat room when people would send pictures and text from the show. So it was live update there. And um, basically it was basically like DMV specific Twitter. It was before, show. it was before hashtags before, hash- it was before it was Twitter, before, let alone yeah, hashtags. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Before Twitter, before hashtags, but essentially, yeah, it, could, it pooled all the different people that are at the show that were making comments together and you could see all their comments yep. um, across the show. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. When it was, when it was, at its peak, it was really quite busy. There would be dozens of comments each show uh, and pictures, things like that. And this is before, oh my God, was this, this might have even been before iPhones. So this is like, you know. Yeah, it was SMS. Te- it, was, it was definitely SMS and text messages. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. So that was that was actually really cool. Some darn company came around called Twitter and and trumped that feature. Yep. We blew it. Oh well. Um, another question? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, let's see here. Oh, still got me. I still got you. Okay. Sorry. Um, Tim um, at BMI. Be myself. Oh, you're. Oh my God. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Um, said, um, will they honor Leroy in Seville? Could they quote unquote play a song with him via video screen or digital audio? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hmm. This is like a Tupac uh, hologram thing. That's my first. I was. I think where Tim was going with it with that is, I don't think they would go that far. I think they would honor him in in. A, I would call that cheesy, a less cheesy way. Um, I think, you know, maybe they play, I don't know, um, play some some of it, play, uh, I don't know, they could play another video tribute, but I, I don't think they would do that. You, I don't you know, know what I would love? Yeah. I think if you open the show with Shake Me Like a Monkey or open the encore with it, but have a video of him with uh, Grux playing to op- to before the song starts. Oh, that would be awesome. What do you think great, of that? That is a great idea. Wow. That would be awesome. I think that'd Vi- be cool. Video of yeah, Leroy playing Grux from um from the studio yep. and then transition it right into the song. It would be too slow. How long is Grux? Minute you know? and a half, minute 20? Yeah, I wish it was a little bit longer. Maybe there's like an outtake of a longer version. That'd be freaking amazing. Oh, good, good. I can't top that. That's a good one. Not cheesy at all. Um, plays tribute and fans. Would, oh, that's a good one. Nice pick. Yeah, thanks very much. Hopefully that happens. I don't. I, I don't know that they would do anything. I'm still not convinced that this show is going to be any different. Um, I don't. You know, I know Jake feels a little bit differently, but um, yeah, I think um, it, it's going to be a normal show. So they're not going to do any kind of special videos or special, you know, attention to Leroy or anything like that. So that's my take. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm in agreement. I just think that would be really cool, and and I I don't think it would be like a hologram would be way over the top in terms of cheese. Yeah. I think exactly. But um, but, but doing something like that, uh, I think it'd be cool. So Jake, uh, welcome. Um, I think uh, hello. We got another question, right? I uh, we do. It's from Nate, who's at uh, Nate underscore. M. Oh my God, my eyes are so bad. M C C. See, Jake can't even read them either. See, it's not just me. So wait yeah, a minute, but, I, but I'm 71. Yeah, I mean, am, what's your excuse? Am I just way on point, or are you two just that bad? I mean, it's one or the other. My you're, eyes. You're are you're, you're, it's you're a just C, on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. One day you're going along and just man, the shit just falls out. It's yeah, they just need awful. they need to make Twitter for 70 plus year olds. They really do. Anyway, at Ants Marching, what, what uh, quote, unreleased music will you have at the Ants Party, and how can we get it? Hashtag free the music. <laughs> hashtag all the other crap. Uh, you ain't getting it, Holmes, but you can show up and listen and listen and listen and listen, and you will hear everything. And that's yeah, all we got to say about that. But let's be honest. We don't get it either, right? No, we don't get it either. But what we do um, – we have uh, – management's been very kind to us, and they've uh, given us free music. Um, so we're going to play something. We're not going to tell you what it is yet. 
you're just going to have to show up and listen uh, for it during the party, and we're going to play something. But I do promise you it is going to be awesome. Like it. All right. You got a question, Matt? Uh, yeah, Michael uh, Calver at Red Dirt 41 asks, Ants Marching, how much longer do you think DMB will tour before calling it quits? Could this be their last year? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Well, this is Jake's favorite question. Go ahead, Jake. Just get it out. Go ahead and <laughs> Pretty, do it. Yeah, yeah. Say it. I, I, it's over, dude. It's completely – in fact – it's probably in it because of the North Carolina stuff. They're just going to cancel the whole tour. <laughs> probably, probably over. If you haven't bought tickets yet for Seville, you should probably just go there. They've already started canceling their last year of shows. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I think they're going to announce, you know what? We're so pissed off about this North Carolina thing. We're not going to tour in 2017. This is ridiculous. Uh, no, come on. Just everyone relax. Breathe. Breathe. See? No worries. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. All clear. It's all good. Joe, do you have a question? Yeah, I got a question. Um, Tyler, let me see how you say this here. Um, Hensley? Hensley? Oh, my God. You got one right. Tyler Hensley at HensleyTyler44 says, If Charlottesville this year opens like Hartford did in 2010, what four songs would you want to see liberated? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Dodo. Does Dodo make the list, Jake? <laughs> Damn right it does. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to hear Dodo. I, you know what? That's, that was the year uh, Hello Again and JTR popped up. Would love to hear JTR pop up again. Um, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you just because it popped up today in Ants Plus. You know what song I'm really surprised that Dave never took a run at as a solo song? Baby. Hmm. He hasn't played it? No. It's so never long. been never been played in a DMB show. Only been played Dave and Friends. I really like it. A ship in a bottle set sail. Yeah. I really I, enjoy it. it kind of interesting that that never popped out. I mean, it's sort of a snapshot song from that time period, but it's a nice little song. So I, I would like to see that. That's three. Um, how about Get In Line? That's four. Nice. I like it. I, I'm still um, on my on my wish list. I think I may have mentioned this. I'm not sure. Is Toy Soldiers? Oh. Um, I, I you play Crash. Oh, wow. You play, you play Crash, and Toy Soldiers is literally the same chords, just different. Play Toy Soldiers, Dave. So Dave, just do it as an intro to Crash, please. For me, that's what I want. Jay, wow, that. that is. I'm still blown away by Toy Soldiers. That's tremendous. I'm 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 a little that's, a, that's my current obsession at the moment. That I, if you ha, if you're not familiar with Toy Soldiers, Google or YouTube Toy Soldiers. Only three like three recordings exist of it. Um, yeah, they're all in June of '96, uh, and um, they're all different actually. Um, but it's still really really good. And um, that that's my hashtag free thing is. I'm hoping for this choice. is a song that's never been played. Is that was that the uh, I'll just liberate it. Hasn't been played in a long time. What if it's never been played? Well, that counts as a liber. Well, debut. Oh, I know where you're debut, going there. So that's not a, it's not a liberation, but we'll 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 allow I it. I already mentioned it tonight. I did it. I want cigarette lit. Cigarette lit. I, mean, I thought you were going to say monkey man. Open shot. The song is ready. It's ready. It's not a working version. I mean, that leak came out and. They said it was too big for the date for the Sun Devil album. Uh, okay, uh, whatever. Let's let's hear it. It's a great song. Wow, that would be that would be 
And, and, I mean, and, I'm and looking it's, cla- it's classic DMB too. You know, the sound of that song is 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 1997-98 DMB. I would Tyler. be absolutely floored if they played that. Which would you be more floored about, Cigarette Lit or um, Toy Soldiers? <sighs> My God, I'd um, say Toy Soldiers. I can't wait for I can't wait for, I can't wait for this. Sh- I can't wait for this Charlottesville show. This is gonna be great. I mean, they're gonna, everyone's <laughs> going to have their dodo and toy soldiers and baby and cigarette lit signs. I, I, I just don't understand the cigarette lit like never being played. It, it's I, it's probably pretty objectively well, and universally loved, right? I mean, no one talks about it because it just never happened. But everyone reacted great. Technically, it was played though. Technically, the it was pregnant played, pause. Yeah, it was played in uh, in in um, UK London. Yes. So that was a Dave Solo thing, but still, man. <sighs> That would be crazy. That, that's a, if they, that's if they played Toy Soldiers, I mean, to me, Toy Soldiers is basically forgotten. Oh, I, for I, sure. It 100% is forgotten. But the thing is, is it could ease. it's the same chords, and, and there's nothing special about the song. It's just the uniqueness of it, and Dave could easily even at, even improvise it with some newer lyrics. I, I, I think it would be great. Just come back to the same same kind of key phrases at, in, within it. Anyway, it ain't gonna happen. Nobody, no, <laughs> nobody, nobody has a remote chance of ever even pulling that song up. It, it, it's there's no chance. But of course, you got a dream, right? So there's my dream. Jake, you got a question? I, I do. It's from Will Sinclair um, at Ants Marching. Chance, this is a result of what the heck question is that? All right, uh, here's a question from Will Sinclair. Um, what time on stage reduced to only one appearance does vacuum cleaner guy get a pay cut or extended stage time? Hashtag ants podcast. That's actually a fair question. Basically what he's saying is. <laughs> well, great to translate the question for us. Basically what he's saying is, you know, in the, in, in the old, in the old setups, you know, you would have the guys come out and set up the stage and everything like that after the first act or, or in between the acoustic set to the electric set. So, you could take his question and turn around something we were kind of talking about is are they really going to play all electric or is it going to be acoustic and electric or is it going to be little Dave opening solo and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's going to be all electric. So that's the way I'm going to take the question and say, I just think it's going to be electric all the way through with like a Dave solo or something like that spot. Right. It's the, the opening song is just too much energy and it's just too good that I hope that they don't start Dave Solo and Dave Tim and then into into Electric just because just a powerful opener, that opening slot is too good. I hope they don't devalue it. Matt, you got a question? Uh, let's see. Um, so Kevin Nisbet at KNisbet6 asks, Ants, will we see longer shows reaching three to three plus hours? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Free Dodo. No way! No, no. <laughs> no way! In, in no. playtime, in playtime, yeah, there's no way. Your, your best chance was DMB two steps with a with the with the break in there and clocking you it. You know what? Playtime. What really struck me to the to the show length, at least song length, is um, after seeing the Bruce show. Like I said, they took three breaks longer than twenty seconds in between songs, and every other every other song went into another song. They played straight music. Dave Matthews Band takes a lot of time between songs, a lot. Right, and and somebody just brought up on Periscope. I'm sorry, I missed your name. Um, they just have curfews. It's all. It's actually, it's actually just a, a scheduling problem. You can't. You can't keep at certain point. You just can't play any longer, even if you wanted to. 
That's true. Um, here's another question from Best in the World at Dr. S-M-L-A-M. Uh, shake me like shake, a monkey. Shake me like a monkey. is, And it's the spelled incorrectly, T-E-H, best. Um, says, at Ants Marching, is cornbread related to toast? Hashtag Ants Podcast. That's an excellent question from Jonathan. I agree. Um, I think that cornbread and toast are actually in different sides of the um, – you know what I mean? Cornbread's the, the family tree. Yeah, cornbread's on one side and the toast is on the other side. Because the toast is related to backs and bellies, and the cornbread is so the other. can can cornbread and toast um uh breed together or are they not allowed to breed together? No, I don't think those two things work together. I would say cornbread's closer to cake than bread. Cake. I think it's closer to pie than bread bread cake yeah it's sweeter it's softer that's for sure are we talking about the same thing <laughs> I, I, I think we're this is getting i'm getting hungry far too <laughs> what is cornbread again it's bread no it's pie with cornmeal i think it's something completely different I, i'm i'm confused All oh right. you meant you meant the food holy crap okay yeah go ahead Oh, the food cornbread. Oh, see, I wasn't talking about the food cornbread either. All right. All right. So, Jake, do you have a question? Uh, I do. Um, and I just lost it. Ray Colazzo uh, at Colazzo Ray asked, Busted stuff, broken things, shattered goods. Ant's podcast, what album? Free Dodo. It's Free Dodo. Isn't it funny how Dave kind of gets in these little things with songs? Um, you know, like him ordering you around, don't drink the water, don't burn the pig. It's kind of weird. Crush, kind of crash. Gets, yeah. Kind of gets in those little What would you say? Things. So much to say. Exactly. Hmm. Um, what's, the other, what's the other one that's uh, really close? Too much? No, uh, from the late, from, uh, well, not the latest album. Oh, you uh, got belly, belly full, belly nice. Thank you. That's or belly, belly nice and belly full. Yes, that was okay. the one I was thinking of. So do you think on the next... Um, album they're going to have a song called Tasmanian Tiger to kind of go with that extinct animal theme there's got to be some kind of monkey reference there's got to be Oh, for, I mean, you don't think Dave has exhausted all monkey references no I don't <laughs> still going to find one yes <laughs> I like the hashtag what album though by the way that's pretty funny yes hashtag what album that's always our default answer hey any news about the album <laughs> what album thank you what album well do you have any more questions Joe no, I think um, if we didn't get to your question this week, sorry. We will try to get to it next week. Just please resend it to us. But thank you guys for all the questions. Yes, thank you. And thank you to all the Periscope listeners as well, uh, and the viewers, I should say. Uh, yes, thank you, Periscopers. Uh, Joe is going to keep up with the DMB Archive series and hopefully not tweet out any more pictures of naked little Kim. Uh, that Obviously, <laughs> d- the editor was asleep at the wheel on that one, I think. I snuck it by the um, yeah the compliance or uh, yeah the uh, the audit uh, the group. Yeah, we'll be okay. We'll hopefully we'll make it. Uh, but yeah, any anything to wrap up, Jake? Where can we find you on Twitter, Jake? If anybody wants to follow the great Jake on Twitter, uh, what is my Twitter handle? Uh, it is at uh, Snake Money actually. Snake, Snake money. as in the animal and money as in the thing that we all wish to have. Mm-hmm. So, yes, go ahead and follow me for exciting information about golf and gigantic freaking spiders. Did you see that spider that I tweeted the picture of today? 
No. No. Literally, literally as big as my hand. Wow. I, I might not follow you either. <laughs> that's an unfollow for the for that alone. Really? <laughs> Mass, that's a massive spider. It is a massive spider. Probably not even a spider at that point. I mean, it is, but when it's that big, I think it's... Um, do you realize that Ants uh, now has, let's see, 39,945 followers on Twitter? We are we are 55 followers short of 40,000. Ugh. I think follow, Twitter. Cool. follow Twitter. Follow uh, Twitter. Give us a give us a um, retweet. What do they call it? Follow Friday. Yeah, give us a uh, follow Friday tweet. We'll get the last fifty five to get us over the mark. And I know we're getting Joe. Do you know how many we have on Insta? We're, we've really gotten up there. We're um, just short of nine k. Awesome. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get to the. T- My dream would be get, we can get to ten k before the tour, but. Uh, that's probably pushing it, so um, we'll, we'll just let that one keep going. But thank you to all our social media followers. Yeah, we are, we are to... Ants Marching Org, one word, on, on Instagram. We are Ants Marching on Twitter. Um, and you can find us just by searching for us on Facebook. Uh, Joe, Joe, what is your Twitter handle? Do you care to share? I don't have a Twitter handle uh, that's public. Um, I have Ants Marching Twitter handle. Catch me on there. Wow. The mysterious. I, I, the, the I, I literally, continues. I literally don't tweet. What, what, what's the point? What's the point? I mean, not the point of tweeting. I'll tweet for uh, for other stuff. But you're always tweeting shirtless pictures of Olivier Giroud. That's, <laughs> that is all I see. I know yes, you're an Arsenal fan, Joe, but yes. my goodness. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> How about you, um, Maddie? What is your Twitter handle? Um, I'm not going to say that. I will say I will pimp another account that i've been following recently and it's quite funny and it's uh at real dental trump d-e-n-a-l-d and this guy basically spoofs tweets donald trump but it's just believable enough where people are buying it hook line and sinker and it's it's pretty great it's pretty great he, he basically tweets exactly what donald trump exactly how he writes but says things that are just a bit off, you know, like who would say that? And but but Trump would say that, and and people buy into it. Like I can't believe you're saying this, Donald, and they think it's him. It's great. That's there me was a time that's that he... me. I should now I should now tell you what my Twitter handle is. That, that is, that is my no, I'm just kidding. I, I really don't care. I just cool. Well, uh, we are still efforting uh, and working on the uh, the Seaville Night Zero party for the tour um so we'll be trickling more details out uh as the weeks go on and we're within a month we're within one month of the show now it's it's real we're getting there so um stay tuned for more details and thanks again for listening to the antsmarching.org podcast we will see you next week excuse me please what have you got get me out of my head while i've still got the courage not so out Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. DMB.